You guys are absolutely going to dig this. Guys, my name is Mr. Nominal Trust. Thanks a lot for hanging out with the K101 Podcast. Apologies for the late delay and getting started and shit. Like, it always is with us. It's a herding cats, live TV kind of thing. Um, we talk on, in BDSM, and we talk on this show a lot about communication. Um, but we actually, I think it was one of the last shows that we did, I kind of looked at Wall Street and went, you know what? We need to really kind of dive in on that one. And we decided it was important enough to do it today. So that's what we're going to talk about right now. The K101 podcast is intended for an adult audience, exclusively for people who are both mature and intellectually self-aware enough to comprehend the gravity and the responsibility of the sexual content contained in the discussion that follows. Those under the age of 18 are requested and expected to discontinue this feed now. I know you're going to dig this. You guys are definitely going to dig this. I'm your host, Mr. Dominic Trust. If I look to my right, your stage left, over on Randy Endy is fetish model Emily Rose. How you doing, darling? I'm alive. <laughs> mic's still not up. No, it's not. <sighs> That's okay. There we go. Sting or switch? No. Twisted Janie. Hey, girl, hey. New to the studio, Daddy Jace. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually very funny. Who do you think taught me that? Our supervising producer this evening is Wall Street. Free Nadia. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's right, YouTube. We said it. <laughs> They've already kicked us off twice. I yeah, mean, what's right, three what are they, they going to do? Three times? Three, third time's a charm. <laughs> Over in my supervising uh, video producer board chair and half running the audio board as well. Yeah. Our video producer, Chapin. Hi. How you doing? I'm great. Outstanding. Hey, guys, the, this is a live show, live chat. So everything's open. So it's. <laughs> Seven seven nine two five zero six zero three. You can try calling it. Whatever. Fuck it. We can try. <laughs> uh, the Skype lines are open. Add nvtrist at gmail.com to your contacts on Skype, and you can call in with questions. We're going to talk tonight about healthy communication and BDSM. Uh, the live chat is going, so as the day goes on or as the show goes on, feel free to drop your comments in the chat, and when Twisted Janie comes back down into the studio, she'll answer your questions and we'll... I, we're just wondering where you went to during the live show because we're talking about the live chat. And and Cersei's with us already. And Cersei's with us. Hi, Cersei. How you doing, honey? Okay. So, Wall Street, let's dig into this because we got a late start. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, it's my fault because I accidentally told someone the show starts at 7.30 and 7.26. I was only off by four minutes. All yeah, right. Look at that. You're amazing. <laughs> Early. So, they didn't hey, miss anything. No, we didn't. Um, so, yes, communication. As you'd mentioned, Mr. NVT, this was a, a topic uh, that you would look been looking to discuss for quite some time. Uh, so today's article, it's a relatively old one, but the reason I like it is because the, the principles in it um, really just kind of ring true. It comes from, uh, I'm getting the article pulled up, internet is really slow. It's uh, an Australian magazine. Uh, it's about the benefits of BDSM. And Hell's Couture, there we go. Interesting. All right. So what we wanted to discuss was sort of why do kinky people tend to have better communication skills than uh, vanilla folk? But just as important, if there are some vanilla folk out there, or maybe what I like to call the fudge ripple folk, who are, you know, vanilla, but just kind of dipping their toe in. Right. What the ones with sprinkles? Yeah. A little bit of sprinkles. Sprinkles or jimmies? All right. We're not having All right. We're, you're right. Right. All right. <laughs> the guy who yells at me about keeping shit on the rails is not the part. first one. I just make sure we saw that tonight. It wasn't me who tried to take us off the rails first. And it wasn't Chapin. I love you, Penny. All right. Um, <laughs> so what can kinky, what can vanilla people learn from kinky people uh, when communication uh, is involved? So I think we need to delve back to how society raises us as human beings and individuals. We've all had that conversation with our parents, uh, our grandparents. Uh, there's three things that you never talk about in a public place. Um, actually, four things, probably. Money, religion, politics, and sex. So immediately, uh, we're kind of taught that these are things that we shouldn't have discussions about. Um, I don't know about everyone else, but I know when I was a kid growing up, um, sex education was kind of taken care of by the school, and my parents were open to those conversations, but it was always kind of something I was a little terrified. Um, I'll be the first to admit that I didn't realize till I was a teenager that a woman getting her period meant that she didn't pee blue liquid. That's right. Because that's what those commercials show. That's exactly what those commercials Nobody show. Nobody told me otherwise. Uh, so 
Cersei says the concept also applies to kinky people who communicate in the relationship but not necessarily at work or with family. Mm, good point. If I told my mother half of what goes on around here, she'd probably lose her mind. So, my mother hides from my show. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> so, both the environment in which we're raised, as well as, I just bit my tongue, general lack of sex education has kind of created this void where uh, vanilla folk don't really communicate. Um, yeah, I, I mean, when I look at the show notes on this one, I thought the ones that you wrote down were just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and, and if we're starting off with how there is a ridiculous lack of sex education in America, and and it's absolute and it's absolutely <laughs> it's just focus, Mr. I'm trying really hard to focus today. While while we sit here and say there's no there's no real good sex 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 education, I think it's absolutely from the root of we're conditioned not to talk about we're conditioned not to talk about um, intimate things, which is one of the first things in this article yeah. that, that you bring up. So let, let's let's get into that. So that. Um we're going to weave the topic of consent in and out uh, of this conversation quite a bit uh, this evening. So one thing when I was reading this uh, article and making show notes, I was, I was reminded of the Aziz Ansari show that we did about uh, going on two years now, the one where Jess threatened to break it off with me if I wasn't stopped being such a douchebag about it. But I think well, that's... A, as far as douchebags go. Yeah, I, I'm always going to be number two. <laughs> True story in all the possible ways. All so... Um, I said her name on air and nobody noticed. That's fine. Good. I saw it. I heard it. I wasn't going to call listening. it out, though. Good. Don't. Because she'll kill you, too. <laughs> Drink. I, I, I got her a gift from London that said, she is small, but she is mighty. And damn right if that's not the truth. <laughs> 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 so um, the idea that particularly when it comes to intimate situations, it's very difficult, um, if not even considered uh, unromantic or awkward, to ask for permission, to ask for sex. You know, when, when you look at... Uh, the old stereotrope of, you know, your Nicholas Sparks movie where the guy just leans in and grabs the woman and kisses her. That's supposed to be like the fantasy that everyone wants. And really, when it when it comes to BDSM, that's the worst that's thing you the can do. Absolute, absolute worst, worst thing, thing you can do. Really, what, what you should be doing is, particularly when you're engaging in a scene where there is violence involved and potential, you know, injury, uh, you want to make sure that everyone's aware of what's happening. You want to make sure everyone knows what next steps are, and you want to make sure that everyone consents to what's going to happen. <laughs> consent violations. Stop looking at me like that. Consent no, I wasn't looking at you like that. Oh, we have two people in the chat. One is Jason. Hi, Jason. How you doing? And the other one is Darby, a virgin show watcher. Welcome! It is absolutely great to have you on the show, Darby. Wall Street, I cannot believe you. That's just pretty actually good, actually. That's that good stuff. Like, that was like your quota for the year. That was like a half shot, to be honest. But, oh, my eyes are watering. Like once a year, that's like, he just wasted it. Damn, that's good shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wall Street had a drink on this show. I know. That's like a virgin drink. You know what? That almost makes up for the rest of this shit day. <laughs> had you done a full shot Wall Street, you'd have actually finished me off. Uh, but no, <laughs> you didn't. You left me hanging. I, I, lo I, I, live to, I live to make sure you finish. Oh! <laughs> it's not your job. That's her job. <laughs> Can we get a test on that mic? I like to think What's I that? Help. Yeah, talk talk uh, again, please. Talk, talk to Mike. La, 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 la. There Yay. you go. Right, now we got you, Mom. <laughs> Can you talk in the baby voice for me? No. Oh. oh I'll, I'll get her baby voice out for you. No. That, there was. <laughs> almost. Almost. <laughs> that was almost popped right on out, didn't it? No, Daddy, no. <laughs> Slower, Daddy. I love you. All right, all right. So yes, kinky sex is essentially based upon two principles, <laughs> uh, negotiation and consent. We've spoken a little bit about consent, so we'll just re re you know, revisit the definition of consent. <gasps> consent is... I can't read it. I'm sorry. Took my glasses off. Go ahead. Consent. So consent is basically, hey, I agree to what is going to be done, and I fully understand what is going to be done. I, it really can't be more simple than that. Darby, drink. Hi, Tiberius. Tiberius. Let, let me give you a perfect example. So when I came into the studio tonight, I came downstairs, and I saw Twisted Janie in her beautiful low-cut dress, and uh -huh. I tripped and buried my face right in her, you know, her boobs. Twice. Twice. It was um, an accident very, very both times. Very True story. Normally, that would be considered a consent violation. However, yeah. however, her and I have a blanket consent uh, agreement, meaning we basically that kind of stuff we're okay with because negotiation. negotiation. We have discussed it you before. Been friends for so long, it's negotiation, right. and nothing has changed. And we that. trust each other not right. to go somewhere where we don't think the other right. one would be okay with. Exactly. N now, with that said, I have committed consent violations in the past where I have done things where I was under the understanding that this was something that was okay. The other part, part, party clearly made it aware that it was not, and I kind of had to 
eat some crow and apologize. Yeah, walk, walk it back a little bit. Exactly. Whoops, sorry. And, and I would. Or sometimes you do an unintentional consent violation where you assume it's going to be okay. Cause yeah. Like when I get changed in studio and there's someone new who's not okay with it. Right. And, and I have to be aware of that. And the important thing to remember about you know unintentional consent violations is we all do it, and the keyword there is unintentional. You apologize, you don't do it again, and you move on. I, I think that's one of the other things, and, and we really haven't talked about it. And I have to be honest, I didn't see it in your notes, and it wasn't. I didn't see it in the article. I didn't. Um, it was it was one of the things is that when you're in this sort of lifestyle, particularly the BDSM lifestyle, and you're in some sort of long-term relationship, you better be able to forgive pretty quickly and easily because people are going to fuck up. It's going to happen. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, you have to forgive everything. If someone's being intentionally neglectful or, or they're not being mindful of your feelings, that's one thing. But if you're having talks and you're having consent, then, you know, you're having that negotiation and someone makes a minor infraction one way or the other, be ready to forgive. Hey, we one of Wall Street's favorite stories is my go-have-fun story with Envy. I think it's one of everybody's yeah, favorite stories. Times, yeah. mm -hmm. um, that was a pretty big fuck-up on my part. Mm -hmm. But she was real quick to forgive because she was like, I did tell you to go have well, fun. Well, it's also, <laughs> and that's where we come into the whole communication thing. If your partner does commit a consent violation they didn't know about, you don't get to get upset at them until you have actually told them exactly. what they've yeah. done wrong and how and all of that, and they've actually violated again. Yeah. So you know you you have to be able to you have to be able to forgive. So yes, you, look, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying, someone fucks up, you're not allowed to be upset with them. That's not what I'm saying at all. Someone all feelings up, are valid. All feelings are valid. It's the, you need to be able to forgive and move forward quickly if you're going to be in this sort of lifestyle because hey, people are going to step in it every once in a while. We're still humans. Okay. When we, were, when we were at the corral, I've told this story before, I had a consent violation. I was the person whose consent was violated. And I walked up to this individual and explained it. And let me tell you, this person could not have been more apologetic. Yeah. I actually felt bad how bad they felt. Like, I felt yeah. I had ruined their night by correcting <laughs> them. And I'm like, part of me had wished I kept my mouth shut because I'm like, oh, God, I totally, this person feels like crap now. Which yeah. is not... It's not how I should have felt. I get all that. feelings are valid. All feel right. I get it. It's I did the right thing, but I'm glad this person this person was so open to it and they apologized profusely. And it's yeah. Cersei says if they are ignoring your communication, that's a red flag. Yeah, exactly. And that in and of itself helps you figure out relationships. Absolutely. All right. So paired with consent is negotiation, which is <sighs> negotiation is fucking explicit. <laughs> Like, I don't think that vanilla people need to... Un I don't think they understand the levels of what goes into negotiation. No. To quote Papa Scott, I'm a no-limit sub, so I can cut your fingers off. I am no longer a no-limit sub. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it's my quote, actually. You can make zero assumptions. Like, when you're in a scene, if it's a spanking scene, you can hit me here, you can't hit me there, you can use this, but you can't use that. You can use this amount of force, but not this amount of force. Everything needs to be... I'll even go so far as to say you can go up and, and do up until this point, and when we get into this area, I'll start letting you know how I'm feeling at the time, and bring and I'll bring you back, or I'll really, uh, you know... And you that know. in and of itself is something that's very important because remember once you're in a scene the endorphins are already up think about it as if it, you're imbibing alcohol or imbibing some other drug of choice once you're in that area are you really able to consent be very careful with negotiating within a scene pineapple pizza? unless you already know each other well enough <laughs> to be able to trust it because if you negotiate with someone who's drunk that's not really a negotiation if you negotiate with someone who's high on a scene that's not negotiation to paraphrase rick james endorphins are a hell of a drug yep true that all right. Um, so if one can master the two tools of uh, negotiation and consent, this is where it becomes very important. If you can do that in the bedroom, which is the most intimate of places, to quote Samuel L. Jackson, the holiest of holies, mm -hmm. then vanilla communication with people in the outside world becomes very, very easy. You okay. start to recognize things where in everyday life you would take things for granted, and now you, you'll ask people, hey, is this okay? Is that okay? You start to recognize that you can't, you can't make assumptions. Right. Um, kinksters will often find themselves reevaluating everyday communication. Like the, the issue that we, we did a show on uh, men, your consent matters too. Mm -hmm. so, Which was a great show. It was. Wonderful. There was a uh, video that was... They, they always look great. <laughs> there was a video that was shared in one of the memes group, the one that we're in, of a um, 
gentleman who was surrounded by a bunch of women, and they were starting to tear his shirt off, and the guy was clearly like, hey, you know, I'd rather you not do that. Yeah. And the women are like, oh, it's so hot and sexy, followed by the PSA, which is, dude, this is not cool. Like, I think we need yeah. to recognize that... It doesn't matter what you have in your pants. If you say no, it's a no. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you have under your shirt. If yeah. you say no, it's a no. Consent, exactly. consent is gender neutral, but that's Absolutely. the kind of the... And I hate to say it, but it's true. That's the kind of double standard that we start reevaluating. Yeah. You know, the other thing, the, the other joke I like to talk about is, like, if, if a... If a 35-year-old man has sex with a 16-year-old girl, you know, he, he goes to jail. If a 35-year-old woman has sex with a 16-year-old boy, uh, he has to go to the hospital because his arm's sore from all the high five he's getting. Like, yeah. it's it's not okay. Like, yeah. we as a society need to recognize I, I double standards. work with 50s and 25-year-olds, just so we're all on the same page. Hey, Walter, do me a favor. Move over to Sal's microphone so sure. Daddy Jace can, can move up to the other microphone and he can play, too, as well. I just want you to move up. So I, I just want to, if you're on that microphone, then Daddy Jason can come up and he can be part of the conversation as opposed to just sitting back in the you, penis you gallery. You see him there nodding. He's thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, well, I've, I've seen him look over and say community. stuff to you quietly, and I'm like, that should be part of this kind of show. I yeah, it's talk, a little talk. different in the gay community. Just the chem play portion of it is a, little, is a bit more widely accepted in my community. There you go. In the mic. The oh, I got to get this closer to my mouth. <laughs> get to put in your mouth. We, we say I'm used to that. You can hear me now. Right close I, to your I, mouth. I was just mentioning that uh, <laughs> yeah. in, if you want me to, um, in in the gay community, chem play is a little bit more uh, accepted. So uh, in in our BDSM and in our sex, the the the, the mm -hmm. alcohol and the drugs are, are not as. Uh, I guess the word prohibited. Uh, prohibited as in your community. Is it easier for people in your community to say no when they want to say no, though? Yes, I think so. It's well, it's typically mostly men. Right. Right. And uh, right. Yeah. Just saying. Um, I mean, there, there's there's you know women coming through, but I'm. Is it easier for <laughs> us to say no? Sorry. You don't have that vulnerability quite as much. <laughs> I mean, it's there. It's there. It's, there's there's definitely. Like, a, yeah, absolutely. I think. saying no to him in a. In she's a not allowed to say no to me. Fox. She's not allowed to say no to me. But you know what I mean? Like if he's what? Do something. I said YouTube. Go is for it. Is it easier than you I'll saying no she's to saying. a woman your size? Or harder? If you're scared, I don't think it makes a difference if you're scared. That's what, but I, I think I don't know. I think it does. I don't think it, I don't think it does at all. Why? That coming from somebody that just got out of two, both of my previous relation, like both relationships. I was going to say, please clarify this. Prior to this one, were abusive. <laughs> um, one with male and one with female, and I would say I would struggle in both situations. Okay. Is I mean, because I, you I you know the did. Person, is it harder for you when you know the person is more? Because for me, when they're more physically capable of like beating me the fuck up, it it's doesn't bother me. For me. That, that's that's okay. not that's not the thing. I, I don't know. Maybe that's a personal thing. I, I don't. I I mean, I maybe may, maybe that's maybe that's coming from a submissive. That generally, if I'm going to have sex with somebody, they need to be at that level. Maybe. So like. Just it's just like a blanket, you know. I just kind of expect that from somebody that I'm going to be interested in. Okay, but what about if you're like inhibited, and you can't really say like it's harder for you to say yes or no because you're not. When am I sober? <laughs> <laughs> I work for myself. <laughs> That's legit. Good point. So, but you know, we, we bring up an interesting point when it comes to consent. As I alluded to earlier, it requires very specific sort of outlines and. Um, Consent has to be explicit, has to be... Oh, is that better? Thank you. Always one on the long show. Okay. Um, any vagueness in direction can obviously lead to uh, consent violations. So, and not to mention injury. I, yeah, let's, let's, let's remember that. You know, when we're looking at, at kink scenes, if you've got a flogger against someone's ass and, and we don't consent to uh, something, we can have something. Sorry, I'm just... All I saw well, and that's exactly it. I mean, if you've, I mean, the, the whole purpose of like anesthetics, you know, if you read like those old timey books and they're like, okay, we got to do surgery on this person, but anesthesia hasn't been invented yet. So they give them alcohol to numb the pain and all that shit, you know? So if you're up against a cross and you're hot, you're high or you're drunk or whatever, and someone's beating the fuck out of you, how do you know when your body's done? How do you know when you're genuinely going to be in severe crippling pain or even, you know, actually crippled? For me personally, for me personally, when it comes to those ideas, it, when I was uh, involved with chem play, crossing over into the uh, BDSM, um, it was never with a stranger. It was never with a, a one-off. It was always a conversation that happened prior to the event, prior to the scene. So we already had an established relationship, and then chem play came into play. So right. they knew when to stop without me using my words. Well, that's where we go into the whole blanking consent thing. You know, obviously, yeah. Wall Street and I haven't blanking consented to everything. We're not 
in a relationship of any kind. We are, are we're friends. <laughs> we're, we're, we're friends, but there are certain things that if we go that far. Certain we things you can do with your sister. Okay. Wait, being your friends means that I can touch your tits? Absolutely. So playing off of his point. <laughs> playing off his point that vagueness has no, uh, definitely has no place. Maybe that's why it's a little easier for us in the gay community because uh, gents in general are very direct and don't take hints very well so there isn't any vaguing around or hinting around it's yeah, we, we, very direct conversation. guys guys are pretty good about got to be blunt with us yeah you know what's going on I, I will say since i've been now he's off god damn it mute hit the hit the red button all the There's way six up of them. Your, yeah you go. go ahead i will say there since he, there you go yep, he's back i i will say since my excursion in the lifestyle seven years ago my community and probably how a lot of it has to do with my job in sales i think it's helped me do be a better salesman in the fact that um i ask so many fucking questions it annoys the shit out of people i don't take anything for granted when someone says to me you know hey can you you know slap me i'm like well what do you mean by that you know and i get a lot of blank stares I'm like well, what do you mean what do i mean i'm like well there's a hundred different ways i can slap someone can you please can you please be more specific and and it becomes frustrating uh not so much for me but more for the, the people the vanilla people in my life like well why, why do you why do you ask so many questions i'm like because i don't want to fucking fuck up like i need you to be it's clear a, it's and specific. a person of blessing at the same time yeah it is. I, but i think it's a good thing and and oh absolutely and and, and i think that's one of the things we were kind of getting to we, we reevaluate in, in BDS, and we reevaluate re our common everyday communication on a much higher level on a regular basis. Stinger Switch, go ahead and say something, and then we're going to kick it off the break. I feel like since I've become more active in the community, it has definitely helped me improve my communication as a whole. Like, family members have even said to me, you feel like a different person to talk to now because I can actually read you because you'll actually say what you're thinking, and it's a very, very good thing and it's yeah good it's absolutely the right thing and, and all you have to do when thanksgiving when they say that is be like well it's because i'm part of this kink thing and people are doing all this stuff <laughs> yeah well, yeah you know somebody beats my ass almost like, once i get week. my ass beaten tied up and <laughs> Damn, it was they had me strung from a ceiling the other day i was hey, reading hey, a book I used though to have a problem where do you think i learned how to tie the chicken <laughs> i used to have a problem calling to order pizza on the phone because I, I had a problem talking to people now it's like my job is talking to people on the phone yeah so yeah we absolutely so. reevaluate all right guys we're going to kick it off the break four minutes and 41 seconds or something like that chapin guys hang out we'll be right back came on one podcast K101. Boobies! Yay! Hey, K101 fam. Wall Street here. Hope you're enjoying the great show we got planned out so far. We always strive to give you the best content. But do you want to see where stuff gets real weird? Check out our Patreon page. It's full of exclusive member-only content, including behind-the-scenes photos, interviews with the staff, and my mangina. Becoming a subscriber is a great way to support the show and get to know your content creators on a more personal level. Plus, donations start at as little as $1 per meow. So click the link below to check it out and subscribe. Well, if you excuse me, I think I hear Penny opening a can of tuna on the other side of the studio. Hey guys, Mr. Nominella Trist here. I just wanted to make sure that you knew we love doing this show for you. So if you have ideas for the show that you wanted to get to us, if you have questions for us, you have comments, you think we got something wrong, there's a bunch of different ways you can tell us. My favorite one is go to nonvanillatrist.com. We have the K101 team. They have their own tab there where you can get to the link to every person on our show, right on their Twitter page. You can go right there and find us. It's very, very easy. If you wanted to call into the studio and leave a message, even when we're not live, 717-925-0603. You also have nvtrist at gmail.com. You're just emailing the studio flat out. That's what we're here for. Guys, the show's only good when you interact, so keep doing it because we have a lot of people that are already doing it. And thank you for those of you who do. Just keep, keep the ideas coming because we're gonna keep making the show better. Hey guys, you check out that merch link yet? What? You live in the country? You're worried that your mother-in-law is gonna find out that you're rocking the K101 kinky gear? You don't want your dad knowing that you have a kinky coffee mug in your cabinet, huh? 
or are you one of those guys or girls that just doesn't give a flying fart in the breeze because you live in the city? Well, we have a great way that you can support the K101 podcast. It's called the K101 official merchandise. If you check the link below and click on it, it'll take you right to our Streamlabs page where you can get rocking K101 t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get tank tops, there are sports bras, you can get K101 dungeon throw pillows, or you can get, my favorite, the K101 coffee mug. It supports the show and therefore supports the community. Go ahead and click that link below and you'll be helping us all out. Hey guys, you know, we understand not everybody can sit for over an hour in front of YouTube watch a video of the Non-Vanilla Trist podcast. We, we get it. We understand that. However, if you head on over to our audio partner, friend of the show, all around pretty good dude, scottwillkillyou.com, you'll not just get all of the K101 shows before they're available on any alternative platforms. You'll also find our reviews will kill you, where K101's very own Puck and Scotty host this irreverent, off-kilter, farcical, yet technically intellectual show that is just all about film and movies. It's a lot of fun. We think you're really going to like it. While you're there, you'll also find comedy video shorts from Legion of Lunacy You'll find Scott Will Kill You production videos, Blue Iron. There's so much over there. So if you haven't been there, scottwillkillyou.com. There's just too much to go with. Scott Will Kill You with content. And we're back. Except I can't hear a thing because I haven't plugged in yet. That, that, That would do it. Boing. With, yeah, boing. You guys can hear me, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, thanks a lot. I also heard that boing. I'm like, I can't hear me. <laughs> oh, there I am. Okay, cool. Guys, thanks a lot for hanging out with K1 on Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Nominal Trist. This one isn't working. Oh, no, I got it. No, okay. um, Get it in the hole, sir. <laughs> gonna put... Oh, my. Uh, you know, it's no, it's fair. That's legit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not up to me. Anyway, moving on. We have a comment in the chat. A dick in my uh, bag we have, and a dick in my mouth. There you go. Now we're talking. Okay, so Cersei Anat says, someone mentioned the idea that communication is not romantic. It can be, but even at, at its least romantic, it is still better than the disappointment you can feel when your partner doesn't read your mind to magically know what you want. I you remember, it, and, and it, it, I, I hope she's not talking about me, but I know I've said that on this show. Where having that kind of communication, that level of communication, can kind of be a turnoff. Um, and, I get it. Yeah. And 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 I'm gonna and I'm gonna go. I wanna I'm gonna backpedal. And I'm because I've learned, Penny, you would be proud of me. I have evolved. Um, yeah, you're right. If you don't know how to do it, the the what you have in your head, you you are right on par. What you're thinking right now that doesn't sound really sexy is not really sexy. But I have been taught there are ways to say sexy things when it comes to communication. Mm-hmm. There are ways to reword your shit so you don't sound like the ass hat that's in your head. People say, I saw this thing online where it said something effective. Are you kidding me? Stopping the you know magic yeah. to ask for consent yeah. is so unsexy and it kills the mood. It's like, are you kidding me? Uh, so to so look at her and saying, do you want it? In a sultry voice yeah. is not sexy. Saying, do you want me to fuck you now? Do you want me to fuck you raw? Like, that's hot. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Asking for consent? Yeah. It, it, you don't hot? have to be like, is it okay if I put tab A in the slot A? It's not that you don't have to robot voice <laughs> through this don't shit. don't do that. You don't have to. You can just be like, so did you want to do this now? Because I, I, I'm really hot and I'm ready. Want me to do it to you? I will say doll is the queen of dirty consent and it is a fucking turn on. Because she uses phrases like, do you want me to fuck you now? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Not if you keep talking like that because we won't yeah. get that far. <laughs> I may shoot off early. I don't know. I've been guilty of uh, not communicating during a scene on okay. purpose. Most specifically because if it's just annoying. 
maybe I can wait to the aftercare portion. That's why I love the whole negotiation before scene and then aftercare conversation later because that rudimentary unfun stuff can be talked out. I I think, yeah, I'm going to say, I think if you're having that negotiation, the consent is already built into that. If, if if that's what you're worried yeah. about, if that's what yeah. if that's what you're speaking to, and then after to. having that communication, that's follow up. Yeah, did I did I you know hey we're following up, I'm touching base. Did, did I do that? Did we do this okay, or that's do we have to exactly. revisit that's that better next time? That's the big thing that the non-vanillas can take away from this communication thing is the. You mean the vanillas? Yeah, the, the vanillas. The, you meant the, the vanillas. Yeah, I knew what you meant. Yeah, we're the non. We knew. We're the non-vanillas. <laughs> we're non-vanillas. Uh, the the oh, vanilla. The, I don't know very many of them, so I don't know what to call them. But the vanilla folk, right? The others. They they could they could learn from the uninitiated. <laughs> For me, I think that the one they're, they're lacking is the aftercare conversation. Oh, yeah. yes. What was awkward? What wasn't right? What was good? Were you, you faking it? Because if you were faking it, I don't want you to do that again. I need to know what's you know, going on. Mo- more of a conversation than good morning, have a good day at work. Right. Yeah, like, because clean or, yourself. That's, I'm pretty sure yeah. that's more like than your money's on the dresser. Get your towel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, should have been there for that show. Pretty Tied Up and I are a big fan a of what we refer to as after sex. We read about it in this book when we first started dating. And after sex is kind of like aftercare for vanilla people. After you're done with the sexual act, the idea is that you're supposed to sit there together for just 10 or 15 minutes, and maybe you talk, maybe you just lie there and cuddle, but the point is it's supposed to be kind of a debriefing session, where after you've you know been physically intimate, you know, what did you like? What didn't you like? What are your thoughts about this? Because if you just kind of fucking run and like, hey, you did this to me and it hurt and I don't like it and you don't talk about it, you're just going to fucking do it again. Wait, yeah, you're yeah, fucking and running? <laughs> a lot. I, I know her. The fucking run is fun, but that's what the apps are for so I can communicate later on the way home. <laughs> it's a voice to text is for in the Uber. <laughs> no, I, no I, I think that's one of the reasons uh, Vanillas don't do it as often is because having that kind of communication, we, it goes back to one of the other points in, in the article, it makes us vulnerable. Yes. And... And guys in particular in our culture do not want to be vulnerable uh-huh. at all, ever. It, it's, it can be emasculating. It can be, it can be demeaning. It opens, yourself, it, it opens you up to conversations where people might not... It, let's just say if you, if you can't have that level of communication just to be able to have that level of communication yeah. because you're afraid someone's going to just lose their shit at you, I don't want to say it's a valid concern, but if you, you're you already not having that communication, you're just opening yourself up to an argument that if you don't have to initiate, you might be able to avoid altogether. <laughs> so, so we've spoken about this. One thing that BDSM, do, BDSM does really well is it gets the endorphins running on both the, the top and the bottom or the dom and the subside. And it's been scientifically proven that when endorphins, when endorphins run... It creates this feeling of closeness, this vulnerability, this bondness. So I posted on Twitter today. I said one thing that amazes me about being a sub is that the the vulnerability and the closeness that I get with my dom when we seen, um, it, it allows me to go to a place where I love that person more than I'd ever loved them before. And it that's what you need to have that communication. If you're not talking to your spouse, you're not talking to your partner, you're not opening up that vulnerability, and then are you really growing as a couple? Probably not. Exactly. Um, I I would say for those vanilla couples, if this is something that you're worried about and you don't know how to make it happen, I think the first thing you do, remember that five-minute thing that you used to do when you were brand new with your person where right after sex you're in that post-coital bliss and neither of you can move because your feet are still fucking tingling, and then your person just cuddles up on your chest and you nuzzle up with one another. Yeah, in that five minutes, that's where you go, hey, that was pretty fucking amazing. Leave it at that. You've, you've started a conversation at least. Yeah, and I would say it's a lot like the, the chem play we were talking about. You know, a lot of people talk about using alcohol to loosen up, to lower their inhibitions yeah. because otherwise they can't talk to people or they can't really open up and they can't, you know, mingle. So it's kind of like that. After you're in that moment, you have those endorphins running through your system. You've loosened up. Your inhib- inhibitions are lowered. You might feel a little easier to there you go see that, that well. that's how you do it then have the great sex finish up with four shots on the nightstand <laughs> wait five minutes your inhibitions are gone you can talk about all the great stuff okay. or just fucking be blast into one another and no one will care in five hours anyhow okay so i had actually one of my photographers no? um that gave me a some really good advice whenever i was trying to work out my engagement a while back um and let's just take sex out of this communication thing because it's we that's not the only time the communication is important um anyway his advice was 
that like him and his wife, what they do is they do a thing. They just call it nachos. So every single night, um, they it, even if it's not actually nachos, like when they were teenagers, it was always nachos. Now it might be popcorn, it might be ice cream, whatever. You're saying nachos anyway, or notches? Nachos. Nachos. Okay. I seriously thought I thought she was saying notches, and I was like, is she nachos? <laughs> nachos. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so every night, like at the end of the evening, they make a plate of food of some type, and then they sit down and they share it on the same plate and they talk. That's how they make sure that they're communicating. They're sharing food, so everybody's happy because who's not happy when you're eating? And they're talking. And it doesn't have to be about anything necessarily, but it's opening up the line. I like that. Yeah. I prefer coffee. (laughs) Okay, coffee works too. Hey. I prefer morning blowjobs, but whatever. We can talk about that. The the one good thing about quarantine... And I say this all ser- I say this in all serious. The one good thing about quarantine is while I've not been able to be physically intimate with my partners that I wanted to be, we are having so much fucking porch coffee. You know, I'll drive to their house, I'll bring my my coffee mug, they'll have their coffee mug and we'll just sit on the porch and we'll drink coffee and we'll just talk. You know. And it's created this this level of emotional intimacy. Not that we didn't have before, but it's what's gotten me through quarantine. If we can't be physically intimate, we are absolutely emotionally intimate. I love it. Oh, never mind then. Okay. No, I was going to say, if you want, I got some K101 banners you can put across the front of the porch, and then no one can see you get the blowjob. That's not Clever. S- so Doll's kind of out and about. I don't think she would care. Uh, I know Penny wouldn't. Um, there you go. I'm here to help. Pretty tied up with. I got your back. Yeah, she absolutely would care. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you, we, we, you, you. I, well, it, I don't know if you remember the conversation we had in Hap about whether or not I was going to come out to my parents and her parents. Yeah, yeah that's a big no-no. So we kibosh that. <laughs> no, no balcony nope. blowjobs. No balcony blowjobs. That sucks. Or rather, it doesn't. It doesn't For the record, the I was made on a balcony. My mom had to inform me of that. Thought it was kind of interesting. And have to write your, that your down. Did what? No. Inform me I was made on a balcony. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> I was the product of immaculate conception. My parents never had sex. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) made of like plastic though. No, 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 natural baby. Yeah, yeah, those are real. I mean, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I, I think it's important, though, when we talk about, you know, how can vanilla couples kind of kind of benefit from this? We always focus on communication in the bedroom and the scene, but the principles just kind of slide over to everyday life. You know, I think I, I think for us, it, we we do it so often in the BDSM community. It's just it's a natural. It's so much easier in regular everyday life. That's because we're reminded to do it. Is I, that what it is? Or, or is it that, that, we, or is it that we've done the hard, we're, no, we're, we've done the hard intimate work? We're more reminded to do it because vanilla couples are more worried about everyday life and not worried enough about their relationship. They get distracted by everything else. The relationship matters more when it's a BDSM relationship than it does when it's a vanilla relationship. Okay. Or maybe mm. has the appearance of mattering more, rather. No, for I, me, it what, matters I, more. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going like, to go no, with... Let me personalize I, that. Gonna, I would say that for you, probably because, because you're not vanilla. Well, and more. and like after a scene, you feel the need to communicate. What? Where do you hit that? Where Where is that spot where you they feel the need to communicate yes, in vanilla really yeah is it no, or be would, say, I'm saying. would, would say. they because do you feel the need that as a as a vanilla person would you feel the need to I've communicate after been, sex i don't, I don't know <laughs> okay I guess, in, I in my in my prior relationships did i feel the need to communicate after sex no we had sex we went to sleep we woke up the next morning hey good good morning go to work talk to you later yeah see well, I, okay, I, in the bdsm in the bdsm world we have to. We're, we're constantly checking in. We're constantly checking on our partners, whether it's before a scene, after a scene, during a scene, during the sex, after the sex. We're constantly checking in. The sex is higher and, risk. And, and the, yeah, the, the sex <laughs> is you think risk. it's because there's more danger involved that we well, have I, to. I think. I think once, but yes, that's the reason emo- why we do it. But it bleeds over so insane. naturally into the vanilla world because vanilla couples don't have that. They're not compelled to check in all the time. And I think that's what she's trying to get at. Yeah. Because they're not compelled to check in all the time, it's easier right. to just go, go. yeah, more, I've been doing this this way since middle school. There's or more yeah. moving yeah. parts in a non-vanilla relationship. Exactly. Even if it's a monogamous. Let's take out the whole poly aspect mm-hmm. of it. Even if you're 100% monogamous, you have more moving parts. You have the romantic relationship, the sexual relationship, the just mental relationship, the kink relationship. You have all these different relationships that all need to be nurtured. So many moving yeah. parts. A regular relationship is a vanilla relationship is maybe sex, 
romance and mental. And that's it. That's all I got. Well, I, I wonder if a lot of it has to do with, with variety. I mean, you think about vanilla couple sex, particularly couples that have been married for 20 years. It's like missionary, cowgirl, doggy style, done. You know, a scene or, or sex between kinky couples typically is... <laughs> What's it, it, Robin Williams, Kevin, who said... Kevin Hart said it perfectly. He was like, yeah, my girl knows what I'm going to do. We already know. I go to turn, and she already knows what position I'm going for. Yeah. Well, yeah, Robin exactly. Williams... the set mm-hmm. positions. Robin Williams said, why is everyone so upset about gay, about gay, about same-sex marriage? Anyone who's been married knows it's always the same, same sex. sex. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it, it's to, to, to Adam's point and to, to Janie's point is that there's there's a lot more moving pieces. Uh, yeah. not, I mean, physically, there's a lot more moving pieces. So, so I think when you add variety as far as not just from the romantic standpoint, but the social standpoint, you know, when you have a dom and a sub, there's certain social cues and social games that you play in public, whether, you know, the vanilla people yeah, know un- that or not. Unbeknownst to everyone else around right. us. Right. It, it is a far more complex and complicated relationship. And so because we're spend checking in regularly right. on that level as well, it just doesn't, it doesn't even occur to vanilla people to check on those sorts of things because they just know, we know how to take, it's like... The things you check you get, in on more often are going to be healthier because you're constantly touching absolutely. them and improving them and moving them around. Uh, Darby says the moving parts are really hard to juggle all the time. Absolutely. And that's very true. But also if you're – I mean, babies are hard to take care of, but it's rewarding. They're only going to be healthy if you take care of them. Otherwise, you know, you got problems. So yeah. it works like that with anything in life. The more effort you put into something, the more worth it tends to be in the end. <sighs> all right. I <laughs> got <laughs> Anything? I, got, I got children. I put a lot of I know I put a lot of worthless people. Oh, I'm just saying. kidding, kids. You know, but I'm I saying in you. general, you put effort into the things that matter. It's for, you try to anyway, the well, things that matter to you at the time. So. Yeah. All right, Wall Street. Um, I think that's about. We're coming up with a couple minutes left before we want to cut to break. Yeah, so, uh, there's the, we, we got, got ten, ten minutes, more minutes. Ten minutes to the end of the show. Oh, all right. I mean, I'm kind of out of material. We went through it a lot faster. Well, that's all right. What do we got in the chat? Anything in the chat? Uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, Darby's been saying that very new to the wor- to the non-vanilla world, um, and Cersei's been very helpful with that. Was- Cersei's always helpful. Sources like this are great. Darby, start. Darby, Cersei is our uh, she's our resident paralegal. She keeps us out of jail. You have a whole community. <laughs> does, does anybody here have any advice for Darby on how to get started, how to find friends, and how to find information that she needs? Well, to the, the, the munches. Get out to a munch. Of course, right because now it's kind of hard with the pandemic. I know. Yeah. But well, we have virtual munches. Virtual date night is tomorrow. Yep. Check That's right. out any of our links in the description. We can tell you exactly how to find us. Yeah, if you find us on Twitter or anything like that, we can make sure that you get the link for the virtual munch. And if you just want to talk to us privately, that's also okay. Yeah, that's fine, too. And, uh... No, but but yeah, it's uh, the first thing is always is always get to a munch because your vibe attracts your tribe, mm-hmm. and you know you, you'll find the people, and and it, it doing a virtual date night tomorrow, right? Yeah, we're doing virtual date night tomorrow. But I mean, Darby, you know me personally. This is one of the things where you come out, you hang out with me, and if you tell me what the things you're into or you think you're into are, if it's not my thing, I got a family of friends that that are actually your family of friends you don't even know you have yet. And I can point you to the right person who, the, if your thing isn't my thing, I'd be like, I don't know that much about it, but I know Wall Street has, or you know, has has experience in that, or Janie has experience. We're in that, a giant kinky rolodex. You know, we, we are as huge giant kinky rolodex <laughs> of of experiences, and we can point you in the right direction. And I can say with confidence, it's not my thing, but this person is someone I trust mm-hmm. who's going to mesh with your personality, who can get you where you and need to be. We all have those webs right now. Sure we do. Japen. Um, two things. One, I love. I just love the way Cersei puts this. She's like, I try to keep us on the right side of the courthouse steps. Agreed. <laughs> Which I love. Yeah. But um, I also wanted to say, I've been in some vanilla relationships. I've been in some non-vanilla relationships. And I think the non-vanilla relationships, I feel more encouraged to allow that vulnerable side out. Absolutely. Because I, God knows I have trouble letting myself be vulnerable. But I just think it's easier in a non-vanilla relationship because I think it's just more I natural. More, I think it's more intimidating to get started, but once you're in it, mm-hmm. so much easier yeah. because the communication levels are when they're when it's done right. It is so amazing and beautiful. I, I think and it's okay if you don't know what your tribe is, Darby. Yeah. That's part of the journey. You will find them, and they will you, find you. Hey, Darby, I'm leading your tribe. 
<laughs> you know. One of us. One of us. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I, I think a lot of it comes down to expectations. I don't, I don't want to say it's entirely the relationship escalator, but I think, you know, I haven't been in a, in a vanilla relationship since college, so it's been 20 years for me. But, but when I think back on those, it was always this, these are the expectations of the vanilla relationship, and these are these steps that you're supposed to take. Yeah. So I think you get so nervous about, oh, if, what if I fuck up, or if, what if I do this second when I'm supposed to do it first? And in a kinky relationship, because you're so open to new experiences and you have these conversations with your partner, there really is no wrong way to do it. That it's it's a matter of here's what my needs are, here's what your needs are, and if we can make a compatible grade, if we can't, well, that's fine. That's fine. We'll figure. You know, I'll, I'll I'll figure out where you're. We can at least try and figure out where you're supposed to be. I think I, to kind of go hand in hand with that, if if there is there can be a wrong way to do it. It's if you're not getting correct consent, mm-hmm. and you know if you're not being you know, I found that golden rule. I noticed I didn't say golden showers. Golden <laughs> no rule. wrong feelings. Yeah. All feelings are valid. And make sure that you're treating people the way you want to be treated. You know, and as long, I mean, it, it's definitely depending on what your kink is. It's definitely <laughs> non-vanilla relationships because we already are someone who, we're already people who are considered outside of society. We don't follow societal norms to begin with. So it's like bringing up, okay, we already, you know, engage in piss play. So let me just bring up this weird thing that crossed my mind because already society frowns on us. So. How much worse can it be? For, for the record, all of us don't engage in piss play. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Only well, one. Daddy Jace, I believe, engages in piss play. I occasionally fly a yellow flag, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that there aren't people out there. I'm saying not everyone does. No, I'm just saying that once Only you one. already are sitting outside of societal norms, yeah, once, twice, once you're already having these difficult decisions about, you know, how hard should I spank you tonight and whatever, like, Bringing up other things that you are concerned about. Yeah, it's, it's like, you, what do you want to eat? Where, where do you want to go for dinner tonight? That's it's a like, tough that's decision. A, that's an easy one. No, if, if, no, dinner is probably the toughest question that you ask me. It almost me. becomes hard to ask me <laughs> things at that point. It's like, wait, what? If you can't decide on where to eat for dinner, you can't decide on who's going to choke who. That's all I'm going to say. I'm a switch. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> and she can never fucking pick where we're going for dinner. <laughs> or what I'm eating once we get there. <laughs> I hate when the waitress keeps asking all these questions. Like, I'm like, I'll have a steak. I'm like, how do you want it cooked? What do you want for your two sides? Do you want that smothered? I'm like, stop. Just do the thing. Just yeah. do the thing. <laughs> that, waitress, that waitress is kinky. She's exercising good communication <laughs> skills. These are good communication skills. Don't, don't yuck her yum. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the other thing about our tribe, Darby, is uh, one of our rules, don't, don't yuck someone else's yum. Just because somebody, I mean, you're going to meet a bunch of different people in whatever munch you go to. If someone introduces themselves as someone who likes this particular thing and your knee-jerk reaction is to leap out of a window and get away, don't run. Might be a little offensive. There might be somebody don't whose cry. reaction, to, whose, whose thing is jumping out windows as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Escape play. Yeah. <laughs> Escape Oh, my God. Sounds oh like God. fun to Still me. Still waiting on that consensual non-consent scene. Hey. Any other questions in the chat? Uh, no, Darby just says, I have had some non-vanilla experience in the long, in long ago with a friend. But I'm very monogamous. I want to have fun with my partner. There you go. That's fine. Yeah. And that's cool. You that's, can be non-vanilla. That's how it's supposed to be. It's, it's, it's all about, you know, having good open communication. And we also say, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's good. We also say a lot of times in this lifestyle, there's so many different levels of kink because some people might need a feather. Some people might need yeah. the whole yeah. chicken. Yeah, or some, the whole chicken farm. Yes. <laughs> we at oh. least have access to the farm. I want to stick my dick in the chicken. I bet you do. There's an Adam Sandler song. I'll tell you about it. His thing is it's not the Thanksgiving one, is it? No. Oh, the videos I've seen He's are going CBT. through my brain. Daddy <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jace. Hey, welcome to the show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the things I've done to him, you have no idea. Okay. <laughs> you guys got anything else for the consent or the com- the communication thing? I, I think I'd just wrap up with, if you have questions, don't hesitate to ask us. That's what we're here for. Communicate if you have questions. Communicate if you have questions. Envytrist at gmail.com. Drop it in the comments below. We'll answer your stuff. We really will. Um, if you want to reach out to us on Twitter, in the video description uh, below this video, I believe it should be there. Um, I didn't check it yet. Not yet. Uh, yeah, I, I, we'll make sure it gets there real soon. Uh, you can always reach out. Go, go to any one of the other videos that we have on our channel. Uh, you can always find our Twitter handles and, and contact information. Um, we're always available. And if you have ideas for the show you want us to talk about, drop that um, to us as well. Wall Street. It's at Wall Street 711 or at Mr. Underscore NVT. And they're all below the video right now. I just asked if they were in the video description. You said not yet. Uh, I thought you meant the long video description. I meant the actual video okay. in the ticker. Yeah, right. in the oh, oh, yeah, they're in the ticker. The little ticker ticker. Yeah, that's been running in the ticker the whole time. Yeah, that thing. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, yours isn't in there. I'll make sure. I'll make sure. Chapin, yours is new. I'll, I'll make sure Chapin puts yours in there right after this show. Great, give me more work. <laughs> you can never make everybody happy no, at the same time. No one's fucking happy. Communicate. Yes, sir. Go. How does this happen? You missed it earlier. You missed it earlier. What time was it? How long ago was it? How does it happen? The brat's the only one behaving. Five ten minutes ago. Because Brat wants to get off camera and go back to the dog. Valid. <laughs> the dog misses right. his balls. <laughs> guys, thanks a lot for hanging out with Kid Widow Podcast for Fetish Model Emily Rose, for Daddy Chase, for Twisted Janie, for Stinger Switch, for Wall Street, and for Chapin. Do we want to plug Saturday show before we go? Yeah. Well, first off, let's plug let's plug virtual date night tomorrow. If you go to the date night group on FetLife, it's a Zoom meeting. Um, by all means, please come in. I may or may not be there. I had some last-second change of plans, but I will be hosting the room, so um, I'll be there in some format or the other. So, okay. And Saturday show, um, Wall Street's bringing out his kerosene. Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> yes, we are doing uh, kinky and queer people. Are they one and the same? Oh. Yeah. This should be oh, fun. Oh, the pride thing. The pride thing, yes. I've, I have fun. rainbow suspenders just for this. Oh. You, can, you, ah. can, you can come over and sit behind me on my chair. I, don't, I want my puppy. Well, then why'd you bring the rainbows? Well, your puppy wants his balls. I don't think that's going to... She was going to have to do. Anyway, moving forward. I got this. <laughs> All right. You guys got anything else? Guys, thanks a lot for hanging with the podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Romeo Trist. If you have not hit that like button, please do so. If you have not hit the subscribe button, please do that as well. Those things help us out on this channel tremendously. It, it helps us and helps others... Uh, well, it helps us be a better channel, uh, but it also helps us with the algorithm so other people can find us and we can help more people. All right. Thanks a lot for hanging out with the Kimono Podcast. We will see you Saturday morning. It'll be me, Wall Street, Kerosene. <laughs> Chapin, kick us out. <laughs>